Hi, it's Dustin Lanier. Thanks for listening. Please find me on LinkedIn for original public sector operations content every week. And please reach out to me if I and my team of procurement professionals at Civic Initiatives can help you be a public procurement change agent. Last week, I spoke at the NIGP Area 2 conference on a couple of topics. I did the go time on attracting and retaining talent. And then I also did a co-presentation with Tao Jones-Hill from OpenGov, where it was about making social media a part of your procurement outreach strategy. And it was mainly Tao's presentation, but I chimed in where it was appropriate. And I did two things there. I spoke about how to do content when it's not what you do for a living. And that is a prior speech I've done. And I'll try to give a link to the first 10 minutes of that speech. And then as part of supplementing what Tao was talking about, I gave some of the things that I have learned as far as how to post on LinkedIn and how to have it have some opportunity for success. I'll go to pains to say I'm not a LinkedIn trainer. I am following people who do a lot of research like Richard Van Bloom and Andy Foote and Leah Turner, John Asperian, people that I learned from in the clubhouse era. So anything I'm sharing here is information that I have gleaned from people who know far more about this than me. But when I gave the presentation in Pittsburgh, there was a lot of interest and a lot of furious scribbling. So I thought I would turn it into a document. So this is a quick presentation on what I shared with that group about how to understand how LinkedIn views your content. So first off, not a lot of people create content on LinkedIn. I won't try to quote the percentage off the top of my head, but the last time I read it, it was surprisingly low. So if you're creating content at all, good job. Now, of course, if you're going to take the time to do it, you want people to actually see it. What's the point of creating content and putting energy into it and then nobody sees it? And so you may assume people see your content all the time. It's not actually true. What happens first is there's an overall algorithm and you'll hear the phrase algorithm throughout all of this. And it determines whether or how LinkedIn is determining whether your content is something that should go to a broader audience. And so it'll put you through a series of tests. So when you first publish a piece of content, LinkedIn will show it to only a small subset of your followers to basically test their reaction to your information. So people looking at your content and interacting with it sends a message that it's probably good content. People seeing your content and not interacting with it can mean that LinkedIn thinks that it's not good content and potentially even spam. So once it determines that it's good content, it will expand the number of people that get to see it. Of course, people can go to your page and see it if they are so inclined, but if you're trying to get views in the feed, then that's a really important thing to understand. Just a few rapid fire items as far as how to improve your chances of getting that first test to be successful and therefore have more opportunity for people to see things in the feed. It's generally accepted that mornings in your target time zone are the most valued time to do things as people may be in commute or spinning up for the day and they may interact and do it. I've done posts at different times and generally I do mornings, but I think at different times it can be successful. There can also be different patterns that you do on a weekend. If you're so inclined to post on a weekend, 
So try some different times to see what works. An important thing is post frequency. So if you post twice within 24 hours, the second post is going to be punished by the algorithm in the sense that it'll be a far lower distribution. So potentially that comes from a desire for variety in the feed. But if something is important, space it out more than 24 hours in order to give yourself the maximum opportunity that the algorithm is going to properly present your content to people. When you're doing content, a lot of people will do hashtags. I always do the same three to five hashtags. I think that creates some consistency. Generally, if you do three to five, that is seen as increasing reach. If you're going over six, seven, eight, then that is seen as spammy and it reduces. You can also do research on which hashtags have what level of audience. And sometimes too small, of course, is not useful, but too large may just leave your content swimming with people that otherwise won't see it. So you can test what works best for you. We also use a company hashtag of Civic on LinkedIn just so that it makes it easy to find and leaf through some of our content if you're so inclined since there's not really a good playlist capacity at LinkedIn to look back at all the old posts. Next, tagging people. If more than half of the people that you tag in a post don't interact with your post, then the algorithm will punish because, again, it perceives that you are potentially spamming. So be careful about tagging people. And if you do tag people and then you notice that they don't interact with the post, then you probably should stop tagging them or maybe have a conversation if they're a friend of yours. But that is definitely a thing that when you see blue walls of tags, it may not be as effective as people think. Next, doing outside links and posts tends to be punished in terms of distribution. I believe the research says that LinkedIn says that's not true, but then as people actually test it, it does turn out to be true. I will generally not do posts in the body of text with the exception that if I have an audio accompaniment, I'll often put that in just because I'm willing to have a slightly lower visibility for the ability to click into podcasts. But generally, anything other than that, I'm going to always put the links in the comments and not in the main body. And the reason for that is LinkedIn wants people to stay on LinkedIn. So sending them outside of the ecosystem will hurt your reach. So if you have an outside link, consider putting it in the comments. And if you're really sophisticated, consider having somebody other than you put it in the comments. Because if you're the first person to comment on a post, it can be limiting to your distribution. If you post something and you saw something wrong, maybe a major typo or something that you left out, there's really two choices. Either copy and paste it and delete it and repost it or wait for an hour to edit it. Because if you edit within the first hour of posting, it will hurt your reach. LinkedIn, I suppose, thinks that that means that your content is not ready for prime time or maybe you're bait and switching topics. And so editing within a post within the first hour of publication is going to hurt its distribution. So those are aspects of actually posting something. In terms of interacting, the response to your post in the first two to three hours 
teaches the algorithm that the content has good quality and it helps it to spread more. So it'll make more choices on showing it to a broader set of the audience. If you have people that are already interacting with your content, then you can either send them a DM if it's something important or consider who in your network that maybe you don't interact with as much might find that valuable. And maybe it's a way to create a small reconnect. Also, while I know that it is tempting uh, liking your post after you post it, I don't think really helps. And it honestly looks a little tacky. So I never like my own posts and I would suggest you not do that either. So once it's out, the main thing that is going to drive the concept of quality content is how much people interact with your content. Comments are better than likes. I believe shares are better than likes. Likes are valuable, of course. It's better than not interacting, which sends the wrong message. And then there's a major test of something called dwell time, which is how much do people stay and interact with your post. Things that make people stay with your post for this particular piece of content. I have a slider that's going left to right. So if someone is scrolling up, up, up through a feed and they hit something that makes them be interested enough to go left to right, that's automatically dwell time and that has positive impact. Also, if you're posting one thing that in Pittsburgh surprised people, they had up some posts that they had as good examples. And I said, never have a post that is three lines long because there's no dwell time. Create it so that it gets people to click the see more button. Clicking the see more button has a very positive impact on the perception that your content is quality, which then increases the chance that people will actually see it. And lastly, and frankly, the hardest thing for me because the days get so busy, but LinkedIn rewards you for interacting with other people's content. So since LinkedIn really likes the pieces of content that get a lot of interactions and comments because it creates a lot of motion on the site. If you're interacting with other people's content, it's going to reward you when you post for yourself. So if you comment on posts, it keeps the conversation going. It benefits the original author and it benefits you. So those are just a few of the things that I went through on things that I've learned over the years of trying to do this. I hope this was useful. I'll also link out to that piece that I have on how to create content or think about content when you are not a full-time content creator. We do content here at Civic just as a part of service and it does consume time, but I think it also has a lot of benefits as well. So test what works for you and your organization.